0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Beyond the To-Do List. I'm your host, Eric Fisher, and this is the show where I talk to the people behind the productivity. This week, I'm talking to Jeremy Kubicek, co-author of The 100X Leader, How to Become Someone Worth Following. And like you, when I heard about this being a leadership book, I thought to myself, do we really need yet another leadership book? And rightfully so, because a lot of books on leadership have been written. However, I was pleasantly surprised by the content of this book, and in fact, I think it's probably one of the best, if not the best, books on leadership out there. And there are some really good reasons, but I'm not going to share those with you just yet. I'll just say you'll have to listen to the conversation to find out why. But I will tell you that Jeremy is the founder of Giant, which is most notably known probably, or at least how I know them, known for putting on the Catalyst conferences as well as LeaderCast, has been involved with John Maxwell, and he is a self-identified liberator, which I love that phrase, by the way. But ultimately, let me get out of the way so you can listen in on this conversation with Jeremy Kubachek. Well, this week, it is my privilege to welcome to the show for the very first time, Jeremy Kubitschek. Jeremy, welcome to the show. So good to be with you, Eric. I could go into a, a ton of different directions here as to describe you, but ultimately, I'll leave that for the intro that people just heard. And let's just say there's a brand new book out. This is not your first book, and... Honestly, a book about leadership seems to be something that a lot of people out there would be like, really, another book about leadership? But this is not your average book about leadership. So I'd love for you to differentiate why the 100x leader is not your average, other than it being 100 times better, but that's not even the right way that that's interpreted. So we'll get into the meaning behind that. But why it's 100 times better than any average leadership book out there. So
1: I've been in the leadership space for so long, and there's so much jargon about leadership. It's it's a generic term to so many people. And what we did is, I just we got to the point, Steve Cochran and I, of breaking down leadership to get to the real essence, but to make it um, well, let's just say the code word in 100x is very, very different because uh, we found that most leaders are 75 plus leaders meaning they're 75% healthy, generally healthy, and they add value to people. But the problem with leadership is leadership is meant to be about multiplication and scale, and it never, ever gets talked about. So getting people to 100% health and teaching them to multiply, multiplication is the ultimate scale of leadership. And that's why it just never gets talked
0: about. Yeah, so, you're talking about the health and the multiplication, which is great.
1: Yeah, because you think about uh, if you think about leaders in life, There's some that are 40 and divisive. They have a big division sign. They're not very healthy, and they multiply division. Uh, Some are 60 negative. So they're just, you know, they subtract. Every time you're around that person, you feel like they've taken something from you. So we we find that most people aren't 40 divide or 100x. Most leaders are 60 negative to maybe 75, 80% positive. But it's the difference that the 100x leader is someone literally who um, we use the analogy of the Sherpa. And I think that actually helps because uh, a lot of times there's even servant leadership and the word servant um, actually doesn't help because people have a misnomer of that word. And so the Sherpa is the Sherpa are on Mount Everest. They're the ones that help you climb Mount Everest. So we, we use the analogy in the book that look, if you're climbing a mountain, if you're actually going somewhere, it's not enough for you just to make it to the top. You actually had help along the way anyway. But it's really, when you come back down, do you have it within you? Do you know how to take other people up the mountain? And we just find that most leaders are so focused on getting up the mountain themselves that that's hard enough in and of itself. But to actually have to come back down and take three to four other whiny people uh, on a journey and taking places, it's just very, very difficult.
0: I love that you said servant leader because that almost, uh, has become useless terminology, like the language that we were, you were talking about where, you know, a a group that in with guru, with ninja, with thought leader, or even now the modern one, which is kind of, which, which doesn't hold like wisdom to it, but it's influencer and Sherpa stands out to me. At first I thought Sherpa, well, that's just another one of those words. But once I started hearing you describe what it is, describe becoming one as well as then acting one out and actually the fact that some people are even like born as a Sherpa in, in a weird way, although right. not really in this sense, but sort of the high altitude yeah. thing.
1: Yeah. And it's, and so it's really about acclimation. And I've been spending a lot of time talking to Sherpas and climbers on Mount Everest and some listeners might've climbed or tried, you know, climbed the 8,000 meter plus mountain, but uh, it's impossible to get to the top without help so a sherpa, in essence, they're fully acclimated. They can they can go ahead, they can go behind, and they've learned how to support and challenge a climber. So we just took that vernacular and that concept into leadership, saying, "Look, if you're a sherpa for someone, then they need to know that you're for them first and foremost. Uh, they you need to uh, to calibrate high support and high challenge to help them get to the next level, and then you need to be able to show them." what's undermining their influence or what would keep someone from getting to the next level. And we just found that most leaders, um, most the the jargon doesn't get the specific. It doesn't actually give you practical tools to do something with. And once you figure out um, what your tendencies are, and once you understand who you're leading, then we've, we actually in the book give really, really practical tools to help you climb and help other people get to the next level.
0: So actually I haven't, fully given the title away just yet. So let's say that right now. It's it's the 100x leader and then the, the key subtitle, how to become someone worth following, which is what you're indicating here as a Sherpa when we're talking about this this role of being a Sherpa, this metaphor of climbing or literal climbing, I guess it could be. But it's that guiding not only of having done it, before yourself but also then being able to bring people along that climb as well with you
1: that's right and so we we use a key um visual so we found that in um most of the leadership language and that's why i think you're pointing out the book is so unique because we use visual pictorial tools throughout the whole time that you can remember and that you can pass on and train other people on but one of the tools is called the five circles of influence and it's the idea of intentional versus accidental and that most leaders are accidental Uh, most like for instance most parents are accidental Uh, we hope our kids grow up we hope they have the right teachers we hope their friends are good we hope that blah 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 well living intentionally with your kids versus accidentally there's there's ramifications for that and so same way with leadership is like most leaders are are accidental because you just wake up and do what's in front of you And so to intentionally um, understand how do I get people up to the next level uh, means that you have to learn how to liberate people. And that's the verb that we use. And the idea of liberation is fighting for their highest possible good. And so um, what we did is we take people through a test of the five circles to go. Some people can be abdicating to themselves. They can be uh, dominating their family. They can be Dominating a team, they could be protecting in the organization, and maybe they're a liberating leader in the community because they get money to the Boys and Girls Club. So it's this like incongruence that we keep we kept watching that a leader might be really good in one circle and really bad in another circle, and they and so they're really hypocrites from that perspective. And and the reality is I've been a hypocrite for a lot of years because I've been inconsistent in certain circles. And it was just years ago, probably seven, eight years ago, where I finally just looked in the mirror and was like, you know, I want to be intentional in every level and every circle of influence. And that was a game changer for me. It actually changed the way that we started living, leading our kids, leading our team. And we started practicing putting these tools in place for ourselves, not just writing them as some shtick. Um, so this is like stuff that we've been practicing ourselves and it's been working.
0: This episode is brought to you by The Great Courses. In this conversation, we're talking about how to become someone worth following. And another great way to do that is with the in-depth digital video courses that are presented by top experts who are knowledgeable and passionate about their subjects. And the great thing, unlike with college, is there's no tests or homework or pressure. It's just the enjoyment of learning And I've been enjoying The Great Courses for a while now. One in particular I want to point out is called Outsmart Yourself, Brain-Based Strategies to a Better You, which if you're into productivity, this course is right up your alley because it's all about using insights from neuroscience to hack the human brain with practical and evidence-based strategies for living a better life. And for a limited time, The Great Courses is allowing you to buy a digital video copy of Outsmart Yourself for only $9.99, which is over $200 in savings. Or you can go another route and get the unlimited access to not just that course, but many more courses with a free trial to The Great Courses Plus. With that, you can stream thousands of audio and video lectures, and you can do them on virtually any topic that interests you, not just productivity stuff, but history and science and business and all the stuff that you're interested in. But either way, to do this, you need to go to thegreatcoursesplus.com slash beyond. Again, that's thegreatcoursesplus.com dot com slash beyond. So that whole health of you yourself are first, uh, and I'll go there. Uh, we both know Michael Hyatt, and one of the things he says often is this idea of being able to put on your own oxygen mask first, you know, like on a plane, they tell you to do that, because if you don't have oxygen coming to you, you can't help other people. And then I caught the oxygen reference as I was thinking about that going through the book, and I said, ooh, Sherpa's at high altitude and oxygen, like, that fits here somewhere." That's right. Yeah, we
1: use the phrase, um, you can't give what you don't possess. So to become someone worth following versus someone that people have to follow. And I just think that most of us would admit most of the leaders we've been around, we've had to follow them. We wouldn't want to follow them. And we would make the correlation that that's directly tied to someone's view of of being intentional versus accidental. And it's also tied to, to their view of looking in the mirror seeing that they have broccoli in their teeth and wanting to do something about it and actually taking the broccoli out. And so self-awareness is a, the key to that, to becoming hundred percent healthy and knowing yourself, knowing your tendencies, understanding the patterns and the actions and making changes on your patterns uh, is the key to becoming someone worth following.
0: So obviously, before you can be someone worth following, you have to become someone worth following, and and that's not saying we don't already have some inherent followability. I don't know if that's even a really a word, but it is now trademark. And and right. by the way, I, I do want to call out here that that one hundred number that we've thrown around a few times now, this is where we get this from. This one hundred, it's it's the the health meter. It's the you know taking stock of who you are and where you are right now before. I mean, here's the thing. Let's let's face it. Most people they're already in a position of leadership whether they know it or not. So, they're doing a, 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 probably a certain a questionable job about it. So the deal is, let's stop, well, let's not stop leading, but let's let's be let's hit pause, better better phrase. And do, a, do an assessment of who we are and where we're at right now so that we can get ourselves to, into Sherpa mode and then move on to serving uh, others. There's that word again, serve.
1: The real key to that, Eric, is really in each circle. And, and that's what we're saying because most people equate leadership for teams or organizations. We, we equate leadership for your lifestyle. So uh, to yourself, are you leading yourself, yes or no? Or are you abdicating yourself? So uh, for years, I have not been in the most intentional in taking care of myself. I've been taking care of everyone else. Well, so about a year and a half ago, uh, you know, it's like, you know what? It's really time. And so I began to know myself, to lead myself in health, what I eat, when I eat, you know, all of those components, exercise, all of that. So that is a key component to leadership as well, because if you if you're not leading there, then people may, you may not have the influence you want in other categories. Fast forward to your family, you do the same thing. And I realized uh, years ago that one of my kids, I was liberating, meaning I was providing an appropriate support and challenge. But to another, to my son, I was dominating. I was bringing too much challenge and not enough support. And to my other daughter, I was bringing too much support and not enough challenge. So that then is a whole nother sphere of leadership. And then you get to the office and look at your team, and then you get to the organization and look to your community. That's what we're after. We're saying basically, um, we want you to help you. We want to be your Sherpa through the book to help you climb every mountain here yourself, your family, your team, uh, and community, and so forth. And that's where most people only think of leadership in the workforce and they don't take it home with them.
0: This episode is also brought to you by the Division of Continuing Education at University of California, Irvine. Again, in this conversation, we're talking about how to become someone worth following. And if you need a jumpstart in your career, you need to go study a new program, not just becoming a better leader where you're at, but opening up new fields because you're interested in doing something in business or IT or finance or healthcare or law, a different division, a different area than you're already in, then UC Irvine's coursework and programs are a great way to start a new career or build a company or just better develop an appreciation of the world around you and you're able to do it in as little as six months. And if you're not in California, no problem because they offer online courses that gives a real immersive online classroom experience so you can collaborate with your peers though you're at home in some other state or other part of the world there's a reason uc irvine is ranked among the top 50 universities nationally and ranks 10th among all public universities according to u.s news and world reports annual college survey and the spring quarter is coming up and registration is open visit ce.uci.edu podcast and enter the promo code podcast for 15 percent off one course That URL, again, is ce.uci.edu slash podcast and enter the promo code podcast to get 15% off one course. This offer is only valid until March 31st at 11.59 p.m. You talked earlier about, uh, you referenced this idea that uh, there's often leaders who we're forced to follow versus that we want to follow. And often, uh, you know, though we want to be someone worth following, we've potentially been promoted within and maybe feel like we're not up to the challenge. And we wonder, why am I worth following? Am I worth following? Uh, how much mastery of what I'm supposed to be leading these people, my team through, do I have to have in order to do that? And I think that one of the places we can potentially get confidence in Is stepping back for a second and saying, well, that's, that's my family. That's my team. That's, you know, me being part of the organization that I've been, you know, promoted up into. But if you look at those, those five rings of the circle, stopping and saying, what does it look like to be followable? Uh, or where am I at in terms of my leadership skills? Uh, and being intentional in those circles is where we can start to say, wait a second. No, I am a Sherpa or I know how to get there now.
1: Absolutely. Yep, And that's, and that is the the journey. And there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of death. It's kind of interesting. The higher you go in Mount Everest, the more you die. And, uh, it is kind of true to go, you know, you, you get there because there's not as enough, there's not as much oxygen. And so it just gets harder and harder. And yet once you've done it, it gets easier and easier. And so the idea of developing other people, another metaphor that we use Eric is, um, inside a culture that, if you're a leader, then you're responsible for the culture. And culture is the atmosphere, and that's the way that we describe it. And so it's the atmosphere. So if we shift metaphors to a garden, then a employee is a plant. And a plant is someone that works for you or with you. Then that employee, it has the opportunity. Does it want to grow? Of course a plant wants to grow. And do you want it to grow? Hopefully. So who's responsible uh, whose responsibility is it to grow? The idea is both: it's the plant and yours. So, if you're going to be a green thumb, if you're going to be a, a true, if you're going to liberate a plant, you it needs enough water, it needs enough sun, it needs enough you know soil, uh, all of that. And so, you have to build the right culture for it to grow. And so, I was with um, a leader today, and one of our one of the leaders that I I work with, and I I personally work with a handful. Um, just for a lot of R&D for the content. We have a team of leaders that, you know, we certify people or we have giants who work with with companies. But um, this leader, he had the aha. He goes, you know, I think I'm just realizing. And he's like, by the way, he's 55. He's been leading as a CEO for 25 years. He goes, I think I'm just realizing that I treat all my employees the same. I lead exactly the same way. It'd be like having plants and they water all the plants exactly the same and i'm like yeah absolutely so he he is a 75 plus leader good leader who adds value but he has not learned how to multiply and so i had to give him the understanding of you have to know yourself to lead yourself but you also have to know your team to lead your team and each team member needs different water different sunlight different soil
0: And that I think right there is how we, you know, can deal with, deal with sounds like you put up with. Sorry. (laughs) How you can grow your team members by using the support challenge matrix. You kind of alluded to this earlier when it comes to your kids. Let's talk about this for a second. This high support and low support crossing a line with low challenge and high challenge. If people can kind of visualize, you know, two lines that are crossing each other, like a a plus sign. uh, And you've got those two spectrums there. Well, four spectrums, I guess in a way and four quadrants.
1: Yeah. So if you think of high support, so uh, high support is serving, it's equipping, it's helping you. So let's say Eric, we work together and um, let's just say, uh, if I knew you really, really well, man, I know we, we know each other, but if I really knew you to go, what is what type of support do you need what do you need from me how can i serve you equip you help you do your job and then what's the challenge that you need so it's like the best coach you've ever had they're so for you but they also made sure that you became the best you could possibly be so that challenge component is really really significant so high support and high challenge need to go together um you, you need to establish support first. Some of us have a tendency to challenge first and then try to bring support, but that person never really feels our support. So they always feel challenged by us. And when we do, we create a culture, that atmosphere of fear and manipulation. And so they're always afraid of us. They don't, they never, you know, can fully trust us. So we're not necessarily someone that people want to follow, but they have to follow us. So they, they kind of put up with us. Uh, at the other end of that person that's more protecting, this happens at a lot of nonprofits, a lot of uh, churches, a lot of you know, feeling uh, cultures, which is basically high support, a lot of rah-rah, a lot of excitement, but not much challenge. So there's a lot of hinting. So, hey, Eric, big week next week. Are you ready? And there's like this this hinting that goes along with it i like, I have expectations that you don't know, <laughs> and you're going to miss them, and I'm going to be bitter. And so that, that happens so often. And so we, we basically ask people, look, what's your tendency? Do you tend to be more challenged than support? If that's the case, then you need to ask people what support looks like. Hey, look, I know I can get intense. I know I have these expectations. How can I help you? How can I equip you and support you? What do you need to do your job really well? you know where we want to go. I just need to do a better job of supporting you. So by doing that, then people have uh, trust. they start believing their influence returns or conversely on the other side. If you support people, but don't know how to challenge, then uh, it share expectations. Hey, look, Eric, next week is big week. I know, but I'm really nervous about X, Y, and Z. Can you make sure that we hit the, these things and then we'll talk about them? So, if if we learn how to calibrate both of those really really well, then people will start to trust us and will become someone that that people want to follow because they trust our leadership. And oftentimes, it's just one person is skewed heavily on left or right and haven't calibrated both of those together. Does that yeah.
0: make sense? Totally. And uh, you know, as I was going through this section of the book, uh, and then later come across these. This talking about managing expectations when it comes to the culture, it kind of hit me that it's like, well, the culture – and you've even spoken about this earlier when you're talking about creating the atmosphere, which is your culture, that you're almost doing that culture on an individual level – with every single person in your organization or on your team, like your team, like, I mean, if you think about it, you yourself first are one cell of the organization, then there's a bigger cell made up of the team. And then those teams make up the organization. So really, these things all kind of cross pollinate. There's the garden gardening metaphor again. So
1: absolutely. And that's where you have to know the tendencies. You know, we created something called the five voices, which is we can talk at another time. But That was uh, really taking personality and making it – taking Jungian typology, where Myers-Briggs comes from, and making it simple. Well, that helps people know people. Well, once you know tendencies, if they're more of a thinker or a feeler or so on and so forth, then you know what their tendencies are. Uh, Thinkers tend to over-challenge. Feelers tend to uh, over-protect and over-support. And so, um, by, by understanding both of them and learning who people are in your life, then you can begin to lead them differently. Uh, we're working with a number of college athletes and we worked with a number of coaches and, you know, coaches have a style and some of them are grumpy and they kind of yell and they do the same thing. And we've shown them, did you know you're only 33% effective in your communication? (laughs) And we're like, what if you were, what if you were 85% effective? Do you think that could change? you think that could help you win? And we're showing them each player and how players respond. They don't all respond the same way to the same challenge. Same with kids, same with employees. So that's why the plant's important. Some plants need more water. Some people need more sunlight. Some people need to be in a different soil. So it's constantly tinkering and experimenting to position people to be in the right spot. And that's what we think 100X leaders are. They become really good at going ahead of their people and pulling people up at times and coming behind them and pushing them at times, but they're working to get people to the next level, which is an issue because sometimes you you want more for people than they want for themselves. And so um, a Sherpa can only take people where they really, really want to go.
0: This episode's also brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Hiring can be challenging, but there's one place you can go where hiring is simple, fast, and smart. A place where growing businesses connect to qualified candidates. That place is ZipRecruiter.com slash beyond. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, and with their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invite them to apply for your job. And ZipRecruiter is so effective that 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. Right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at ziprecruiter.com slash beyond. That's ziprecruiter.com slash beyond beyond. ZipRecruiter.com slash beyond. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. One of the other things that uh, caught my eye, you're talking about leading people higher up, was this phrase of calling out versus calling up. And obviously calling up would, would be, you know, bringing people, bringing the best out of people, but calling them out. I mean, actually, I mean, it literally sounds like what it sounds like, calling them out. Yeah. It's, it's making almost a public <laughs> Uh, you know, example of them and not usually in a good way. You know what, Eric, if you could just do
1: podcasts better, (laughs) seriously, I just, I need you to step it up. Are we clear? Right. And like that's calling out. And uh, by the way, I don't mean that calling (laughs) out though would be, Hey Eric, you know what, man? Gosh, you know, you're so good. This is who you, this is who you've been in the past lately is kind of gone down here. Like what's happening. And so doing that with kids, I'll never forget my daughter who embarrassed us by toilet papering one of our good friends and that friend calling us because they captured my daughter on video. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. And and you're like, oh, yeah. Well, my daughter had just told me a week or two before dad, you know, going in. And this was when she was a lot younger. But in this next school year, I really want to be a leader and I want to lead. Um, you know, I want to be a part of student council and do all these things. And so it's not that big a deal. It was toilet paper, but it was an opportunity to call her up. I wanted to call her out going, do you understand how this affects our friendship? And you said this and blah, 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 blah. But instead I used her words to call her up. And so I was like, Kate, this is who you are. Remember you told me this is who you wanted to be. So how does this help you become that? And, and the key here, and I think this is what I'd want every listener to get. The key is that most leadership, it, most language is subjective. It's nagging, it's judgment, it's harsh. It's it's like, yeah, these phrases that aren't constructive versus objective language, calling someone up, giving them a tool that I can look at and say, you know what, Eric, sometimes you have a tendency to bring a lot of support But sometimes people don't know your expectation. You need to share that challenge a little bit more. So by giving that, it becomes constructive and helpful and prescriptive. And calling someone up, like calling kids up, not out, gives them a chance to see themselves. And uh, instead of knowing that you're mad at them, and they don't want to make you mad. And they give them a chance to actually get to the next level going, yeah, yeah, this is who I really want to be. I don't want to be down here. And it's a subtle shift, but these are the things that you do. These are little big things in leadership. If you learn to do these tools, and the the book is laced full of these uh, pictures and these tools that can help you climb and help other people get to
0: the next level, then you become someone people want to follow. It's not just subtle. It's dynamic. It's this – it's powerful. It can change really quickly again, being from a person who – people have to follow because they're told to, and or you told them to, for that matter, or uh, someone that they, they they can't help but just know they need to follow you. And and I, I, when I was thinking about calling up, I just kept thinking about, you know, if you're climbing, going with the Sherpa metaphor still, that if I'm the Sherpa and I notice you're having trouble climbing, it's not about me wanting to for you as someone below me to not make me look bad. It's about making sure you're healthy, you're climbing, you're not falling off the side of the mountain. I want to give you any and everything tool wise and challenge wise that I can do to help you continue climbing up.
1: You know, it's interesting. um, Sherpas are so um, after talking to them, they're so secure and confident and humble that they're not trying. It's not about how many times they climb the mountain. It's about how many times they've helped other people climb. So they they actually count how many times they've helped other people summit more than they count how many times they've summited themselves. And that's a missing link in our society. That's why there's just not very many 100x leaders. And so we're just trying to call people up to that to go, hey, what would it look like if you joined us in becoming a Sherpa for someone? And so the back half of the book, almost the entire back section is about multiplication, how you actually develop other people. And we find that most people just don't know how they want to, but they don't have the tools. They haven't had the experience. They don't know anyone that's done it for them. They didn't experience that for themselves. So therefore they're just kind of doing their thing. And we just, we recognize that. And that's why we created this book. And that's why I think it's so unique because it literally is a field guide for how to become a Sherpa. And um, that's the fun part about about this, is we can use leadership to help people see significant change and help other people change. And that's kind of what we're calling people up to, becoming a 100X.
0: Yeah. Well, I want to point this out too. In the book, uh, the first third of the book is about Sherpa-ing yourself. In a way. And then the, the second third and the third third are all about, again, working directly with one on one and then multiple people in the culture that you're in, whether that's a community, whether that's an organization or, you know, a small team or, a, you know, a small company. But that I, I noticed that, that it's like, Hey, that first third about you being worthy of being a Sherpa or becoming a Sherpa or being the best Sherpa you can be, um, is super important, but it's, Again, a small piece of the entire three-thirds of the book, the entirety of the book.
1: The way we describe it is like, let's imagine you climb Mount Everest, okay, Eric? And we got you to the top of Mount Everest, and I was your Sherpa to get you up. And you made it, and you didn't die. And you made it down, and you didn't die. And you get back to boot camp, and I go, great. Now, Eric, I'm going to give you three or four days of rest. Now I want you to take four other people up the mountain. Are you get-? So the skill set for you to climb is one thing. The skill set for you to take four people up the mountain and still climb, that's what leadership is. And, and no one talks about that. Most people just talk about climbing to the top yourself, be all you can be, all the, that kind of jargon. And we're like, yeah, 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 that's good, but that's not leadership. Leadership is taking four other complaining, whining people up a mountain without them dying. And so, uh, what we've done is we've actually created uh, something that's pretty neat. We actually created a 100 X leader summit and it's actually, um, a two and a half hour, um, show. It's an experience that we've filmed and it we give it to free, for free for any teams that want to sign on. And they just go to 100 X slash team. And in that, All we do is you get it the license free to watch it with your team so you can learn to use this language of a Sherpa inside your team. All we ask is that you would buy books for for whoever's watching. So they have a field guide. But that's something that we're trying so hard to get people to lead this way because we feel like it's key to societal change. Um, If we can get people to actually lead in a way that their own cultures will change themselves, it will benefit
0: everyone else. I think people are going to hear that this is, I mean, if, if they're listening to this, they can hear that maybe there's something familiar to it in terms of the way leadership should have been, though they've learned about it before. But this really, truly is a different spin. In fact, it's a better spin. In fact, I've heard you say this before. Um, We don't need more leaders. We need better leaders. And this is the way to go through that process.
1: Yeah, because we have a lot of leaders who are Seventy five plus. I mean, that's and that's better than a poke in the eye. Uh, but we, but we do. We need people who are multipliers and people who have learned to take other people up, and that's a rare skill set. And so we've been practicing it ourselves. That's it's, that it's perfect. But living intentionally has amazing ramifications. Uh, it just is really hard work, and that's why most people don't do it. Uh, but once you do, it's actually really, really, um, enlivening. It's really a a fun lifestyle.
0: I've gone through the book. I want to go through the 100 last leader summit. And so it's basically Steve Cochran
1: and I sharing, uh, Sherpa stories, uh, going through some of the tools. And then we have Maria guy, Amy Norton, um, talking through real life experiences about self-awareness and multiplication and uh, and so yeah, and we've gotten to the point where we're actually even certifying people who want to do this in the coaching world. So we're certifying coaches or team leaders, and uh, we have a 100x leader journey. So we just continue to create this this um, content, and we're delivering it in multiple different forms. And then we're launching it on Giant TV, which is kind of our Netflix for leadership. And um, those are the types of things that we're we're just trying to get people to think differently and see a different way. But you almost have to break down leadership into uh, really specific tools. And uh, again, I felt like it's just been too generic and too much jargon and not enough uh, substance.
0: People, if they're interested, obviously the best place they can go is 100xleader.com. That's where people can get the first chapter of the book for free. They can then also, that's where they'll find out more information about the summit. And this, is, this show right now is dropping just in time for the book to be coming out. So you should be able to just go grab it and then prove that you got it and then get in on that summit for free. And uh, it's going to be awesome. I can't wait to go through it.
1: Yeah, thank you, Eric. It's really fun. It's just a it's a fun way. With all my years of leading the uh, Chick fil A leader cast, the Cattles conferences, I'm like, you know what? What if we created something that was just literally for free that people can utilize for their team because we believe in this in this mission?
0: Yeah. So, well, Jeremy, it has been awesome talking with you. We're going to have to have you come back on again soon. Uh, but until then, again, everybody go over to 100xleader.com to grab the book or grab the first chapter and check it out a little bit further. And I'll link it up in the show notes. Jeremy, thanks for being here.
1: Man, Eric, thank you. I sure appreciate you. Appreciate everyone listening and wish you all well.
0: Well, that's it for another episode of Beyond the To-Do List. I hope that you enjoyed this conversation with Jeremy Kubicek. I know that I had a great time talking with him. I hope you can see now why I refer to this book as probably one of the best leadership books that is out there. And again, make sure to go to the show notes at beyondthetodolist.com slash 265, where you'll find the links for this as well as the summit Jeremy mentioned. And if you know of somebody who needs to hear this episode, share it with them from those show notes. And with that, thanks for listening, and I'll see you next episode.